can't tell you how many times <laughs> our members have walked into the studio and gone, I just need to hit something today. And yeah. they will just beeline it back into, you know, where the glass is. <laughs> Pre-cancer Helena that could do whatever I wanted to in the gym. Um, and then there was the, oh my gosh, I can barely do anything right now. Well, good morning, good evening, everybody. Whenever you are listening to the Run the Race podcast, we appreciate you uh, picking ours. We uh, got there's a lot out there to choose from, but we're talking about uh, fitness and faith as we do uh, every week on here. And uh, hopefully, everybody had a safe and happy uh, Halloween if you celebrate that. But uh, we are kicking off the month of November now and uh, getting a little colder around here. And uh, we have a great guest on here uh, talking about uh, fitness and faith and family, and talking about the gym and boxing. In fact. Uh, we met at the gym years ago. I need to get back into the gym. I, I've been running so much uh, every single day and training for marathons that I, I need to get back into the strength training, the group fitness, the, the yoga, and all that kind of thing. So uh, my guest for today is Helena Coates, uh, who has been a fitness instructor for quite a long time. We're going to talk about that. And she's also uh, the uh, and uh, has a business called 3C Ventures Series LLC. It's an umbrella business for their franchises. They bought the rights to four different Rumble boxing, um, you know, uh, gyms, and uh, one in Opelika, Auburn. The other three in Birmingham. She's worked in media and marketing, and as a PR director for uh, many years as well. And uh, as I mentioned, she was uh, works at Max Fitness Elite, which is our local gym here in Columbus, Georgia. She was a has been a group fitness instructor there for I think about. 15, 20 years almost, and she was the group fitness director there several years ago. She has her master's in business association from Columbus State University, which again is here in Columbus, just south of Atlanta, and got her BA, College of Fine Arts and Communications, the Department of PR at Brigham Young University, BYU in Utah. In fact, I just was there a few months ago, ran a marathon in Utah in Salt Lake City, and uh, she's uh, very involved in a lot of things in our community. We're going to talk about why she thinks Service and leadership is so important. She is the uh, was the chair until 2022 at Goodwill Industries of the Southern Rivers for uh, their their board. There has also um, been on the board of directors for Columbus Hospice for Uptown Columbus, uh, Georgia, where they just had had the uh, International Canoe Federation World Championship Committee. We're going to talk about that big kayaking thing they had here. Uh, she's worked as a, a past chair for Uptown Columbus uh, and also the Columbus Georgia Chamber of Commerce, the Church of Jesus. Christ of Latter-day Saints as the director of PR, working for the United Way, the Columbus Sports Council, all kinds of things. And so uh, without further ado, uh, Helena Coates, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you today. Yeah. I feel I, like there should be a round of applause. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, nobody here. It's here, just yeah. you and I. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, I was just talking about, to, to ahead of time, asking uh, if I pronounce your name correctly, because I lived in a city, Helena, Alabama, just south of Birmingham, about uh, 15, 20 years years ago. So, uh, Helena, that's a great name. Right. Listen, I love that name. It's still pretty unique. There are not a whole lot of people who have Helena as their name, but as you know, which is why you asked, it is often pronounced Helena yes. or Helena. And so, um, I have the long E in my name and, um, and love it. Yeah, I was, I was happy to find out that the Helena 
south of Birmingham is pronounced the same way I do my name. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. And uh, so I wanted to, you know, we're going to talk about Rumble Boxing and talk about, you know, your uh, involvement and leadership and service stuff and, and you know, faith and family. And also uh, being a cancer survivor as well and a mom of three, which is, you know, hugely important in your life. Um, but I wanted to start with uh, your passion for fitness because you've uh, worked as a fitness instructor and, and in, you know, uh, traditional gyms uh, since 2005 specifically max fitness um so what are your i mean why do you why do something like that why is it was it something that you know sparked your love for fitness and and trying to um you know influence others when they come to the gym yeah great question um and the answer to that is fluid sometimes it changes every single day why fitness right um some days it is to stay in shape other days it's to help and inspire others to stay in shape um, other days it's because, gosh, I feel like I just have to. I've done it every other day. Why not today? Um, and so it really depends, right? But I, I will tell you, I have been in fitness my whole life. My mother was um, very interested in making sure that we were involved in some athletic capacity. And, you know, I joke with a lot of people, I was never good enough to be on a team, but I was darn good enough to be by myself and only be accountable to myself. So that's why I started to get into the gym life. And that's why it really called me because um, I did not have to be accountable to making anybody else lose other than myself. So at a very young age, I, um, I mean, 13, as soon as they allowed, you know, people to, or the young people to come into a gym by themselves, that's when I really started going to gyms. Um, so I've always been just very involved with it. I've always loved the community that um, resonates from the gym. I've, I've always called it a family away from home. Love the people I meet there because we have like, you know, interests that um, keep us coming back. Um, and, and it has always been a calling for me in the sense of, um, you know, I certainly have one of those um, bodies that I have to work out. It's not, I don't really have a choice um, if, if I want to look a certain way. And so, um, but I also really love the way I feel when I work out. That's what keeps me going back, right? It's just the way it really makes me, it, it absolutely makes me feel better. And, um, you know, in stressful times in my life, through illnesses in my life, um, honestly, I mean, my husband will come back to me and say, if I'm in a bad mood, when's the last time you were in the gym? Yeah. Because he knows the the benefits that, um, that come out of it. And so, yeah, I've always been a part in it. Um, always wanted to be a group fitness instructor. It was kind of one of those um, dreams of mine to do, to sit on a stage and <laughs> lead everybody else out there. Um, and so I just said, I'm going to go for it and, you know, became certified in several different areas, um, Les Mills and through AFA and some of those other programs that you get um, involved in and then started teaching, doing some of those things that, you know, I really love. Um, and then kind of organically at some point it was offered to me to be the group fitness um, director um, at Max Fitness. And so, you know, got to lead a phenomenal group of people there. Um, in, in, you know, offering all of these different alternatives to get people into the studio, right? Sometimes it's just you need variety. You need something to come in here. 
um, what interests you, the running, may not interest others. And so um, that's the beautiful thing of gyms. It's um, let's find something that you're passionate about and just get you moving. That's yeah. what it's about. Some people will get on the elliptical. Some people want to do weightlifting. Sometimes they're by themselves or with people and spotters and all that kind of stuff. And I know for me, as somebody who runs a lot, and I, I'm not as familiar with or don't feel as comfortable like with the weightlifting, the group fitness you know, is great because those classes, you're in there with like-minded folks yep. and you have somebody just telling you what to do for 30 minutes or for an hour and that's where you and I have met years ago and and uh, I like the fact that you know um, like you said it's a family people like you and Jamie and others when you're up on stage you're, you're kind of you know people you're calling them out like yeah. in, a, in a nice way you're like oh I haven't seen you in a while that's right. Bob you know that's right yeah and you know what that's our job right that's that's part of our job is to make sure you feel comfortable when you walk in um, even though you've been running forever um, sometimes it's just an uncomfortable space for people to walk into, you know, a, a studio because they've or or a big box gym because they've never done it before. And even though it doesn't happen, they think everybody's looking at me, right? And so it really is just finding that friend or instructor or coming in with someone else that just makes you feel comfortable, right? At ease in, in doing it. And even, I mean, look, you've been a runner for how many years now? Uh, 10 years. Has it been 10 years? Yeah. Um, 10 years and clearly you love it because you've been doing it for that long. Uh, you know, I've been going to gyms for ever. Um, <laughs> but I still learn new things. Sure. And sometimes there's, you know, different different ways to introduce people to different things. And so, yeah, it's, it's about making people feel comfortable and, and loving what they're doing. What have you found are some of the, the, the biggest motivators to get people to the gym? I mean, a lot of folks think about weight loss or aging or, or just wanting to get stronger. Um, what are some of the things that you found in just talking to folks? I mean, I, because you see those group fitness classes and out on the on the machines, people of all ages, and, and it's kind of like the, the equalizer. Yep. Um, you hit the nail right on the head. Why do most people start to come into the gym in the first place? It's because they want to lose weight and they want to feel better, right, about themselves, whether it's physical or mental. Those are the two major drivers that get people into fitness. Um, now, there are some people who they started when they were young, they know what it does for them, and so they've really done it their whole lives, but that's actually very few of us, right, who fall into that category. So, yeah, it's people who want to change their lives. There, something has happened to them, either from the health perspective, or they've watched another family member go through something challenging from a health perspective, and they'll say, not me, I'm going to do something about it. Um, and then, you know, it just happens naturally. The older we get, the harder it is for us to lose weight, and the easier it is for us to gain those pounds. <laughs> yeah. So that definitely gets people into the gym. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I always tell people, I don't care how you move. I don't care where you move. Um, I just really care that you move, right? It, it really is about doing something for your body. You got to find what works for you. Yeah, and you were talking about how sometimes, you know, in our life we have ups and downs and with our health as well. And we go through illnesses and you going through cancer and, and, and you having this background of fitness and wanting to, and then all of a sudden, bam, you get hit with cancer. And so you're like, you know, well, this is obviously, how can I continue working out? What was that like for you? Tell me about your, your story. Yeah, of I, with I appreciate you asking about that because that was probably the first time in my life that um, how hard fitness is 
really became known to me. Um, you know, as, as we've talked about, I've been in fitness my whole life. I've always done it. I've always loved it. I've always enjoyed it. But when you're, when you're struck with something as any health challenges that, um, that can keep you home, right, can keep you from getting out of bed, whether it's from surgeries, whether it's from cancer, whether it's from, you know, any other, you know, course that you could be going through, it knocks you, it knocks you off your block. And, um, you know, when it fir- when I first was diagnosed with, um, with cancer, it, it, it shook me in the sense of I had already had a surgery. And so, I actually went through multiple surgeries, and so I just was never getting back to myself. Um, So there was a long period of time that um, I couldn't even go to a gym or or do much of anything at all except for sit on the couch. Um, How old were you at that time? I was 41 when I was diagnosed with cancer. went through several surgeries and then had to go through chemo and um you know most of us who go through chemo it it knocks you off your block too right um it was it made me extremely tired and lethargic and nauseous and so truthfully working out and going to the gym was never on my list of things to do i also had you know some of my side effects was also neuropathy so it was hard for me to even walk and you know some of those things again that we just don't think about until you're faced with something um, challenging so I probably did not go to the gym there for you know a good eight to ten months that I really didn't do anything um, because I just didn't have it in me Um, but when I finally was able to say it's time it's time for me to go back and do something I can walk again I can you know get out there I finished with chemo Uh, it was the hardest thing I ever had to do was go back and work out again just to make making that step crossing the threshold not believe it no it was not crossing the threshold it was physically almost overwhelming it was so hard to get back to um, I don't even want to say to get back to Helena to where I was but just to finish a workout everything was hard and for the first time in my life I thought this is what it's like for people to walk into a gym for the first time no wonder people rarely come back after two weeks no wonder people who have been sick and are trying to come back no wonder they don't stay or injured or Or injured right any of those things it was hard it was hard not just from the physical perspective but the mental you know as well because there was the (coughs) pre-cancer helena that could do whatever i wanted to in the gym um and then there was the oh my gosh i can barely do anything right now and it felt um, it was very demoralizing, very, very challenging. And it wasn't those, hey, let's get in there for a week and you're going to be done. Um, I really had to stick with it for a while just to get back to anything, Helena, yeah. right? Were you a fitness instructor at that time or, or not? I not yet. was. Okay. I was. I had already been teaching for... <coughs> I don't know, probably eight or nine years, maybe. Um, And then, um, you know, some people just came in and filled filled my shoes when I um, had to walk away. Yeah. So you had this whole different perspective um, from like the maybe, you know, uh, you, you were like, you know, go to the gym, go, 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 Helena. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, so now I have, I understand 
how it feels on the other side, maybe. A hundred percent. No maybe about it. I, I really, that was one of the most um, enlightening things. Listen, you know, it's, you can hear it all day long how hard it is, right? It's, it's kind of, but unless you really experience it, that's when you're truly open to it and as empathetic perhaps as you you possibly could be is understanding what it's really like to be in those people's shoes um and i know what that's like now i absolutely know what that um feels like um not just from a physical capacity but also from a mental capacity yeah and it makes you appreciate life you know with your your husband your kids your your ability to you know to have a job, all those kind of things. Oh, listen, that's a whole nother side of it, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. anytime anyone faces cancer, um, yeah, you are thankful to have life at all. And, um, you know, when I was diagnosed with cancer, my kids were five. They were just little babies. And um, I had no idea I was going to live past this, right? It was a stage four aggressive cancer that had already spread throughout um, my body. And so, I, I, that mental fight alone was a fight. Um, not only was I just so physically weak, but, um, but I had my little babies at home and I just couldn't imagine. I love my husband, bless you, Stephen, but him being a single dad <laughs> was not, not, was not something I <laughs> thought was going to be very successful. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad it's all worked out. And, and like you said, your, your oldest is now 16 and you got your, your twins that are about to be teenagers. Is that right? They're 12. That's okay. right. They'll turn 13 <laughs> next year. Ooh, yeah. Oh, boy. It's yep. coming. Three teenagers. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> um, and after, you know, almost two decades of, you know, working in fitness as an instructor and, and uh, like you said, you had some leadership roles, but also kind of leading those classes for a while. Um, you guys have now gone into the, you know, uh, as of last year, uh, into the business of, of, of Rumble Boxing, I guess studios where you guys have bought four of those franchises, one just down the road here in East Alabama. Um, tell me about that. I mean, because uh, you, you think about there's traditional big box gyms. You know, you got like your Max Fitness, your Planet Fitness, your Golds or whatever else people, Anytime Fitness. But then Rumble Boxing, that makes me think of, okay, Boxing. I mean, is it strictly that? Tell me about that. Yeah, um, the, I think the perfect way to describe our studio is that we are the um, fitness side of boxing. So it really is full body. Um, we're, we we focus on the boxing side of it. I don't know if you've ever done any kind of boxing. For, I've done a little bit. For just and just for the working out, and right? Kick, I've done some kickboxing classes in a fitness That's studio. It. Yeah. So if you've done it, you understand the benefits of of boxing. And so you know when this concept was introduced to my husband and I were business partners in this venture. Um, we were like this is a phenomenal workout we know the true benefits that you get from you know that full body workout so this is the fitness side of boxing we're not hitting anybody we're not doing any sparring we have these um water filled teardrop bags that are in the studio and um, we utilize those for half of the class it's all group fitness by the way you come in it's a boutique fitness so you come in and it's the the classes that we um, offer our members and anyone else who wants to come in and try the class but we spend 10 total rounds in the workout 
Five of those rounds are spent on these um, teardrop water-filled bags, so super soft to hit, not like hitting a regular um, punching bag. But we do glove up and put the regular gloves on. You look, you look like you're Muhammad Ali when you're out there, you know, punching the bags. We teach the six punches before every single class. So everybody knows what it means when we say, let's throw the one, right? We got the jab and the cross and um, teach them uh, what those are. And then um, after, you know, the time we spend on the bags, we also incorporate the strength training side. So we have benches with weights in them and, um, you know, brass weighted brass knuckles as well. And so um, half the time is also spent on these benches as well where we're doing our strength training. So it really is full body workout hit right metabolic conditioning um, and you know incorporating the strength side into any workout um, that's the best way for you to um, really make significant changes in your body you got to have the strength side you can't just do the um, the the hit side of things. Not just the cardio or like me like the running <laughs> or just the, or just the running listen phenomenal workout and again yeah. i am a huge proponent of i just want you to get out there Good. and move yeah. but i love the holistic aspect that rumble boxing provides for our members yeah um, it's fun it's phenomenal music i mean just great music that are um available in in this in the studio when we have all of our classes always changing it's never the same um, and our trainers, so our instructors, we call them contenders. They're the trainers, they're the ones who are teaching all of these classes, but they not only run the classes, both sides, right? The boxing side and the strength training side, which are happening really at the same time. Um, they also handle the lighting in our studio, so it's always dark inside for all of our classes, but we got a nice little light show that happens in between each of the classes. And then they're also the ones handling the music. So they're part-time DJ, part-time fitness instructor, <laughs> part-time lighting crew. Uh, they have a fantastic time up there and just really enjoy you know, being with our members and providing them just a great workout. And then, you know, sometimes the conception of boxing, you see it in movies sometimes, like people have the, the bag in their basement or something like that and like maybe they're frustrated and they just kind of take their their anger their, their, out. Uh, out on the bag so is this <laughs> I mean, is that uh, I guess appealing to people they're like okay I just want to punch something you know I, I can't tell you how many times our members have walked into the studio and got I just need to hit something today and yeah. they will just beeline it back into you know where the glass is <laughs> you know listen anytime stress happens which ha can happen a lot to us right in all of our lives you just having that outlet um, is, is just, the, this is the perfect space for it. And we always say, listen, if you want to print out a picture of your boss and put it up on the bag, you go right ahead. Because that's <laughs> your bag for class. So whatever you need to your get ex -wife, through ex -husband. it. Your ex-wife, ex-husband. Whoever it is, right? Um, for sure. And so uh, we've, we've had lots of laughs in our studio about that as yeah. well. Now, you know, as somebody that's, like you said, you've been in the gym since you were 13 years old. And uh, which is, you know, only about you know, 10 or 20 years for you, right? Um, oh, so <laughs> and so, you know, being involved in the gym and, and, and working as a fitness instructor for so long, do you see the fitness industry changing? Because you you've seen like, OK, we have the traditional gyms that have been around forever. But then you have things like Orange Theory that like the, 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 the heart rate training and right. trying to get that up. And yep. I know and different things like that, hit training. So um, do you see like boxing and other things like that that are a little more? like I guess more hyper specific do you think that's kind of you see that the gym industry changing so that has been a significant difference in um, 
in the health and fitness area is is what they call the boutique fitness, right? It's the smaller footprint. They're offering one specific modality. People come in, come out. People feel less threatened because it's a smaller studio and not something just, you know, huge and something they're uncomfortable not knowing how to manage the weight side, not, you know, being totally confident about walking into whatever it is um, they're in. And so that's why you've seen just a huge growth in this boutique fitness. And I'll tell you, you can find anything in there, right? Cycling and um, more weight training and um, the orange theory type, you know, style with the hit combined with the strength training. Um, Rumble boxing is a new one, obviously. Um, and, and we're still new, by the way. So Rumble boxing didn't, the first franchise opened just last year. Wow. So it's not... Um, while Rumble Boxing, the, they do have some bigger studios in the bigger markets, New York, California, Washington, D.C., um, but they really didn't start franchising until um, just a few years ago, and the first one opened just last year. Still, so, still trying to still, make a name for themselves. Still very, very new, particularly here in the South, right? Maybe in some of these bigger cities, it's more well-known, um, but down here, we definitely have, you know, some... Um, some marketing to do and some advertising so people understand what it is. Yeah. But um, but yeah, for sure the growth has really been happening on the boutique um, fitness side. Yeah. You'll notice in uh, you know a lot of communities you know they have uh, you know I'll use the Auburn and Balaka area as an example. I mean we probably have twenty different boutique offerings. Um, on top of the big box gyms that are out there. Because it's a college there. town. So college yeah. town, no doubt about it. That is one of the reasons that you're going to have that there. You'll have that same number in these bigger cities. Uh, that's not typically as normal in the smaller markets. I'll use, you know, Columbus's. Um, an example here is that, you know, you don't have quite as many boutique fitness um, size gyms here. But um, it's growing. In, in fact, over the last probably three to five years, I've seen a nice handful of them yeah. um, start up in this market as well. Well, anytime when I hear, you know, when I'm running and I have different playlists going, when I hear right. the, ro the Rocky theme, oh. when, on the original movie, when you see when Rocky's running really running fast and, and doing the training and, yep. then, uh, and then also, you know, Eye of the Tiger. So, you know, that, that kind of thing, you know, it's, uh, and I'm sure like movies like Rocky and, um, you know, those kind of things are, are still kind of exist in the culture today in, in terms of like boxing is, like you said, I mean, it is a really an amazing workout. Whether you're, because you don't have to have experience coming into a gym like this. You don't have to no, be like that's a right. former boxer. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. In fact, um, I would say half of our trainers, you know, have that boxing background and the other half of them, you know, we've taught them, right? We've, we've sent them to some classes. We've worked with them to have that boxing side of it. But this this is 100% a workout for any, for everyone. Um, I will uh, go back to my days when I was much younger, that age you were talking about earlier. <laughs> Your <t> teenager. <laughs> my teenager. Um, and I just remember having a bag in my garage. And when I would go out there, certainly I had absolutely no idea what I was doing when I was hitting that bag. But what I did know is I'm getting a killer workout right now. And I'm having fun doing it yeah. and so that was something that really you know kind of inspired me because again as we talked about earlier sometimes it's hard just getting to the gym that was that was always the hardest step the workout for me anyway the workout was never the hardest part it was always i just got to get there because as soon as i do like i'm in 
Um, and it's the same thing, you know, I think here, if, if, you know, just walk into the studio and let's get you, let's get you into that bag. You don't, you do not have to be, you know, a fighter. You do not have to be, you just have to have, um, the will to get in there and have a great time. And you're in a class with other people doing the same, uh, you know, punches. Same thing. Yep. Uh, and I, you know, I've noticed because obviously I've, I've taken the class, um, a hundred times at this point, but, um, I've noticed that in the space that we have offered, because the lights are down and because, you know, everyone has their own bag that they're punching, you really don't watch other people because you're so focused on, you know, attacking that bag as well that um, that you just don't have to worry about other people watching you at all. Well, I mean, I can say that sincerely in, in our studio. So yeah. I know, you know, that's kind of a buzzword that, that no one else is looking at you. Yeah. Uh, but you really almost can't yeah. in our studio. So, so you don't have to be self-conscious. You do here, not yeah. have to be self-conscious. That's yeah. exactly right. That's and exactly uh, right. some folks, I mean, like you said, finding the fun, finding the the way, what what's going to motivate you to get out and get moving and to get fit. You know, some people it's, it's hiking or biking. I know that you do snow skiing and and scuba diving, things like that. So, um, and for some folks it's getting out on the water and, uh, you know, canoeing, kayaking, and, you know, you work with Uptown Columbus, uh, been on the board, um, here in Columbus, Georgia. And we just recently, uh, as a few weeks ago, had the international kayaking competition by the ICF, which is, so it's, I guess called canoeing some places and kayaking some places, Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. Not to confuse anybody, but yes, here in the States, we call it um, kayaking, and in Europe, it's canoeing. So, yeah. um, hence the, the name of the governing body is the International Canoe Federation. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's an exciting thing because, you know, uh, I got to see some of it here, you know, on the in, on Ch- Chattahoochee River on the rapids. Uh, it was almost a week-long competition, and people would go into the rapids, and you would see them. They would do tricks, and they would, it wasn't like going for distance. Um, so, tell me about that. What, what uh, you know, those kind of competitions, what it brings to a community and and the uniqueness of it, I guess. Yeah, in fact, you know, the reason we wanted to bring this to our community was for the economic development side. You've already mentioned that I've been very involved with Uptown Columbus um, more years than I even cared to say that I've been alive. But but again, it's a passion of mine, right? Because um, I've really seen what the Uptown area, not only the way we've grown and the resurgence and the investors and the leaders who've really had the vision to take it. Um, it's not just next level, but it's a phenomenal place to be. Just the feeling that you get down there and the uh, all of the now, the offerings that we have from the food to the shopping to the retail to the um, candy stores and the ice cream stores and all of those different offerings. You know, oftentimes we talk about the chicken and the egg. What comes first? Do you have the events first or do you have or do you bring in the infrastructure first to make it happen? And that's not always an easy question. And sometimes, um, you know, we go back and forth on what that is and and how we do that. But because whitewater rafting came here, has it been at least a dozen years or more? You ten. Know, well, this ten is years. our ten year anniversary. Yeah, because this is the first started I think, in two thousand thirteen. And it may is it still the longest urban whitewater course it in America? Is okay, it yes. is indeed. Yeah. yeah. Um, good job. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. See, quite I, you a know. memory from ten years ago. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> 
but um, probably five years ago, we were really deciding what was next for the river, and we, we continue to want to engage the river itself by offering these events, not only to bring people from all over the world into our community, but to, to shine a spotlight, right? Because you're gonna be able to see this on YouTube, and you're gonna have people from all over the world posting about it on all of their social accounts. Um, so we said, you know what, let's go after this. And it is awarded, obviously, only it happens every two years, so it's awarded to um, communities that can prove that they can handle the infrastructure of bringing in all of these people from all over the world yeah. and having these offerings, right? Like the food and the lodging, the places to stay. And we said, let's do it, let's go after this. And so a phenomenal team of just great people put together you know, the application to get this down. Lots of phone calls, lots of conference calls, um, you know, lots of photos, lots of Zoom calls back then is really what it was. Yeah. We were doing this in the middle, literally in the height of, of COVID. Yeah. Um, and we won, right? We won the um, opportunity to bring the World um, Championships to our community. And we wanted to do it because of the, the results, not only the visual, you know, what, what other people are seeing all over the world, um, but also, right, what kind of dollars can we bring into our community? Yeah, and, and that's and the whole point of Uptown Columbus, right? Yeah. It's, it really is economic development. And and, and uh, the Chattahoochee <laughs> River is right along the Riverwalk. It meets right there. Such a big part of I mean, it separates Alabama and Georgia. Right here on the line where Columbus is, and so you know that's kind of built into like the getting people to come here and 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 come to Uptown Columbus. Um, and for the kayaking part of it, like again with your fitness background. I imagine, I mean, you're using a bunch of different kinds of muscles. I mean, I don't, I, I'm not a, uh, I haven't done a lot of kayaking canoeing. I've done a little bit of it, but I imagine that it's, it's a, what these uh, professionals or competitors are doing is, is uh, quite difficult. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> truthfully, I can't even imagine doing it, right? You've got to hold your breath for a long time because when you're underwater, Certainly the paddling is going to take entire upper body, not only strength, but also um, endurance, right, to really get in there. And um, they go in and they um, get, is it 90 seconds or three minutes? So don't, don't um, yeah. hate me for not several knowing minutes. that. They have several <laughs> minutes to get in there and perform as many tricks as they can. And right, the harder the tricks, the, the more points they're going to get on the scoreboard to uh, get them to the, to the highest level. But there is no doubt the fitness level that it takes to achieve that. Trust me, they're they're working a lot on their their own, you know, endurance, their own hit training, their own strength training as well to be successful inside those kayaks for sure. Yeah, and you talked about being involved. You know, I mean, there's you have a long list on your on your resume of a it seems like about twenty or thirty organizations that you've been a part of, and in, in terms of serving on boards and and, and helping. So why is that? That's so important to you because obviously you know pretty busy as as a entrepreneur as as a mom and a wife and and fitness instructor um so why is that so important for you to be involved in organizations like you know united way and columbus sports council and uptown columbus um why do you for you uh where does your passion lie there in terms of a servant leadership i have always felt um it's not a feeling it's it's a knowledge i have always known that if you really want to affect change in a community you have to be a part of it 
And you can't just be a part of the conversation, you have to be a part of the work too. Yeah. And so um, really from a very young age, I felt this way even when I was in, you know, at the university at BYU, I was always just very involved because I knew the people who, the ones who were involved were the ones who were making the rules and they were the ones deciding what was gonna happen. Um, and that's just always been a, a passion of mine is being able to walk into a space, any organization and saying, you know, what, what can we do collectively to make it better? And being a part of a team, right? Maybe I can't be on an athletic team because I don't have that athleticism, <laughs> but I can certainly be a part of a team sitting in a boardroom or in a meeting space or at work and make a difference. And I've, I've seen the, the work and the success that um, people working together when they have a passion to make something better, I've seen the successes come out of it. And that's just inspiring to me. And so I've really tried to, you know, gravitate towards those organizations that I think are just making our community better, right? The Chamber, Uptown Columbus certainly is one of them, Goodwill, just those places and spaces that, that make a difference for the quality of life of where we live. And it's really a proud thing to say that, you know, I was a part of that, right? I was a part of making Columbus better than, than where I was today. And I certainly can be a mouthpiece of just saying how wonderful I think this community is for sure. Um, and I can do a lot of that because of being a part. And the way I've been a part is by um, serving. Yeah, because, I mean, there's a role for everybody. I mean, uh, certainly, Absolutely. you know, I think in our world today, and, and this is could be said for, for 50 years ago, too, you know, there's, you know, you can be somebody that complains about how things are done in downtown or complain about what city leaders do or complain about your job. But then, you know, what are you going to do with that? Are you just going to keep complaining or are you going to like be a part of the solution and like get in there and say, okay, well, here's my perspective. Here's what I think is because of pros and cons of doing this and, Absolutely. and being a part of it, right? Absolutely. Being a part of it because we can sit in here and we can complain about our government or we can complain about there's nothing to do in this city or we can complain about, you know, insert whatever you can complain about here. Um, and Or then we can say, okay, but now what am I gonna do about it? How am I gonna make that change? Because I guarantee something that I'm thinking, other people are too. And so let's get out there and do something different together yeah. to and make it better. And, you know, maybe um, some of that positivity. I know for me, like, my faith drives a lot of the positivity and, and being, you know, kind of trying to see the good, mm -hmm. but also try to be a light in the darkness. Because, yes. I mean, this world, it's a tough place. Yes. I mean, and, and we've learned that through our years of living. Um, so for you, is that something that is important for you, your faith, and how that drives you to, to make the decisions you make about, okay, I'd like to do this um, because this is kind of my moral compass. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I think you just said that perfectly, right? It really becomes part of your moral compass, right? Who am I as a person? And then how do I want to reflect that out into space, right? And certainly my faith has been one of those things that have, you know, kept me grounded. It's kept me seeing what, what's really important in, in life. And, um, and having that really as a backbone for me 
um, has it, it's certainly helped me make better decisions in life maybe than if I didn't have um, in if I didn't have that but I think I think you just said it really well in that um, having that light having that um, uh, you know something more beautiful maybe is is just something that certainly keeps me driving and keeps me going for sure yeah and it, I think it's so important too to whether you agree or disagree with other people's faiths to, to kind of learn about it. Like, you know, whether it be, you know, Muslim or, um, you know, uh, or Christian or, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So, you know, when I was in Utah, it, it actually, the marathon I was running was coinciding with uh, the Pilgrim Days. I guess okay. the pil- pilgrimage. Pioneer. where uh-huh. Pioneer Days, uh-huh. yes. That's right. Where they had the, the parade and uh, right. we learned about how the canyon that we started on was when the the, the um, Joseph Smith came over, I guess, with the people there and, and did a pilgrimage across the canyon, right. that kind of thing. And so I, I learned Brigham a lot Young about it. Brigham Young who did that. Yeah, yeah, Brigham Young, yeah, exactly. the final yeah. trek in. Yeah, right. try, and, and so and, and I saw BYU. And so, but you, you hear a lot of things, but you, I think it's so important to learn about other people's faith. And not that you have to agree or, or I mean, and, and you know, but to at least understand that, like, respect that, like, hey, this is – our, our belief system, this is their belief system, those kind of things, you know? You know, it doesn't matter what God you believe in. It doesn't matter, um, truthfully, which values you decide to pick and choose. I have found that every single person who's involved in a religion is really mostly about being a better person. Yeah. And so if we can't agree on anything else, let's agree on that, yeah. <laughs> right? Is that we, we stay involved in faith and religion because ultimately it makes us better, right? Following maybe someone who's greater than us. And that's the, to, for me, that's the commonality. I don't care that you don't believe in a God or in a Jesus and, um, you know, you worship someone else. What I care about is that we want to be better individuals, serving our community, being better mothers, being better fathers, just being better. And that, to me, that's a uniter for all of us. And uh, and so that's that's kind of the faith and the religion that I really hold on to in that. And, you know, you could throw politics into that. You can throw um just so many political issues, right, that we, we are faced with every single day. Um, but, you know, how do we just, how do we love each other more and, and, and how do we become better individuals? Yeah. For, for me, that's the, that's the driver and that's, that's the uniter in all of us. Yeah. And I think that, you know, kind of bringing it back to what we were talking about at the beginning is, you know, going to the gym or whatever it is that you do, whether you, uh, you know, go out or a kayaker, or or you love to snow ski, or you love to uh, you know bike or run or go to the gym or whatever else is finding you know a, a way to kind of get out there and get moving. And because I mean, it's not only you talked about this some it's not only helping you physically because mm-hmm. as we get older we can get away with less you know yep. we have to like we have to really work harder on on you know kind of keeping the weight off and washing what we eat yep. and it, it's because when you're 20 or 25 you it, it's a little easier <laughs> you recover a little faster so um, we have to work out but not only does it um does it help you physically and, um, you know, and which is great for your heart and everything else, but also it's, it's a mental thing where you're like, 
you know, you're maybe you're less grumpy or you're just you're um, it gives you those endorphins because it chemically can do that. Yes. So that fitness part of it, you know, and because we talk about fitness and faith on here, the fitness part of it is not only a, a physical thing. It's kind of an overall thing, right? Over, it's overall health. Because to exactly to your point, it really is about the mental um, relief that you get from it and the physical, um, the strength building that you're doing within your own body, um, but also it really does make your body feel better. Now, you know, I've had some friends who would argue that all day long with me <laughs> because they really hate to work out. Exactly. Well, um, hey, listen, the, the, most people hate running. Oh, I I'm mean, one of those, Jason. Yeah, so, I'm sorry. So, so, I mean, but no, I, I I know that I have, with my running friends, we know that we're in the minority. It's that true. We, and and some days I don't like running. And just like you, sometimes you go to the gym, you're like, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, but but I think, you know, it's, I understand that, like, that, um, you know, but you got to find your thing, right? You have to find your thing. And as you get older, you know, you really learn that the strength component of um, fitness becomes more and more important. And so I'm not necessarily one of those people who love the strength training side. I have learned to like it a lot. Yeah. I'm not going to say I love it. I've learned to like it a lot because I know how much that's needed for a woman my age, you know, for people who are older and, and having that strength side of it is something that I have to have in my fitness routine, um, you know, in order for me to continue to stay healthy and to keep my body as, um, you know, as agile and as healthy as it can possibly be. Yeah, because there's benefits, you know, to it, even though it's something you may not like. I mean, like, there are, are benefits to strength training. I know for me, it'll help me avoid injury. Exactly. Uh, the yoga is, is something that I had IT band issues when I was, you know, a year or two into my running. And uh, I, uh, yoga pretty much saved me from that. And mm -hmm. I did that for three or four years right. uh, consistently. But then I have not, I've kind of fallen off the wagon on that. But, but yoga is, even though that sounds intimidating, especially for guys, right. like yoga, I, yeah. I can't stretch like that. But yep. it's, a, it's just, a, um, it helps. You know, the, you, it's you know. the holistic, right? Sure. It's yeah. the holistic fitness that comes into it. And certainly stretching and having that capacity too is so beneficial oh my gosh again something else i've learned as i've gotten older i you know i used to find that the yoga side and the stretching it was just it was too low-key for me i would get bored super super easily in some of those but again you just really value the benefits from it um particularly as i've gotten older about how much kind of having that holistic um, part for you or, or fitness for you. Um, it just, it touches all of those things that are really important, um, you know, as as we age. Yeah, and one last thing, Helena, on your resume, I thought this was real interesting, is it's kind of at the bottom, so it's one of your hobbies. You're a certified scuba diver. I am. So tell me about, I mean, speaking about getting in the water, like kayak and canoeing, how did you get involved in that? And is that something that you, I mean, enjoy doing? Because that, that's not an easy thing. So... Um, I'm going to call it when I was younger, um, not easy because there's a lot of science that goes behind scuba sure, diving yeah, and how yeah. long you can stay under and oxygen, how much oxygen yeah, yeah. you can have. And, um, but now as I've gotten older, it has become a lot more of a mental, I sound like I'm ancient cause I keep saying that I'm only, <laughs> I'm not even 50 yet guys. Um, 
but as I've gotten older, now it's more the mental game is I am under the water breathing. You have that what anxiety. What am I doing? Panic, there is yeah, a yeah. slight anxiety, and you really do have to push that aside. Um, you just don't think about that kind of stuff when you're younger, right? Because you're immortal at that point <laughs> in, of your life. Um, so it's become a little more mental for me now, but it's a whole other world underneath there. Sure, yeah. And having that, those experiences, um, I've, I've been able to travel and do some really phenomenal dives. Um, it's just like none other. And it's again, one of those things that unless you've done it, you can't explain it to anyone else. Yeah. But being under there with the fish and the sharks. I've done a shark dive, a couple of shark Ooh. dives. Um, I've done some night dives where, you know, you're gonna see some creatures come out that you wouldn't see in the day because they're they're the, you know, your nocturnal animals. And so the lobster and the, um, I saw some octopus and, um, or you could just watch The Little Mermaid under the sea. <laughs> See, sometimes that's a whole lot easier for people. That's yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> um, so, you know, being fit enough to be able to do something like that yeah. is, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to experience truly a different world. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that fitness provides for you is it allows you to do some of those things in life that those of us who are not as, you know, healthy or fit can't do. Um, hiking is one of those. Hiking and running to the top somewhere, and you get that oh view my, that you oh wouldn't my get. God, yeah. That you wouldn't get. Yeah, yeah. If I could, if I could share any part of my travels with anyone, it's the the unique hiking experiences that I've been able to do. Some of them rigorous, right? Um, but the the end result was always this was worth it, and I would do it again. It was just so beautiful, um, and I couldn't do that. If, if I wasn't healthy some yeah. of those some of those hikes that you know I've been able to participate in and so um, you know fitness outside of you know sometimes it just it opens doors to some experiences that um, maybe you wouldn't get the chance to do yeah absolutely I, I agree wholeheartedly so uh, well Helena coach thank you so much for sitting down with us for almost an hour here we appreciate your time and and I uh, wish you uh, much success with rumble boxing we'll have to come uh, check it out sometime and and because you know everybody Everybody, you know, wants to just hit something sometimes, Exactly. Right? <laughs> we always say our studio is open for anybody who exactly. just wants to hit Take something. out your frustrations. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Great to talk to Helena. I appreciate her time and wish her uh, the best with all her businesses and community work. She does so much for our uh, part of uh, East Alabama and West Georgia. And, uh, you know, uh, got Rumble Boxing uh, starting uh, in Auburn now. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in just a minute. But uh, yeah, I just saw recently a boxing movie. I think it came out uh, last year or earlier this year, the Big George Foreman, uh, based on the uh, boxing success of a former heavyweight champion, George Foreman, and uh, his rise from uh, poverty to champ, to, uh, I guess, chump and then back to champ uh, on and in and out of the ring and a uh, story about faith in Jesus and how um, he uh, kind of wore his uh, faith uh, like like his mom taught him. And uh, one quote that uh, from George Foreman that really sticks out to me is this. He says, changing your nature is the hardest thing to do, but I discovered that you can be who you choose to be. And, uh, you know, he uh, for him... 
getting into the ring from when he was a kid all the way up till being champ. He said he uh, it was out of fear and anger. He was just angry and wanted to hit people and wanted to fight uh, even before he was an official pro fighter. And uh, and so, but he but he honed that and uh, really focused on Jesus and focused on his faith and his family and being successful and trying to you know to to uh, put food on the table, but also to have that recreational gym that uh, he had that talks about in that movie. So check that movie out; it's a great one. Uh, some great stories of uh, faith and fitness in that as well. And um, you know the one of my my probably my favorite marathon I've run so far. Out of the um, you know twenty or twenty five I've run uh, has been in Philadelphia. We had the famous Rocky Steps, you know, da 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 da, and uh, we finished there at the Rocky Steps, and uh, so it's uh, it was a uh, really you know historic for me. And and that movie came out uh, in the late seventies, right after I was born. And uh, so uh, check out th- all those movies as well. They've got uh, the um, you know. The, the new movies Creed as well, three of those out so far, and a Rumble Boxing, uh, which uh, we mentioned earlier, is is on Enterprise Drive in Auburn next to Party City. Uh, like Helena was talking about, it's forty five minute, ten round strength and conditioning workouts. They do uh, kind of you know hit training, uh, and they, they say it's very effective. You got the gloves, the bag, the music, the lights, all that kind of stuff. And um, Rumble Boxing is, is kind of a growing franchise all around the country. They've got them in Las Vegas, Denver, big cities. It's attracted some big names, too, like Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, David Beckham, Kevin Hart, Jason Derulo. So some big names getting involved with Rumble Boxing. Um, and like, like she said... In our conversation you just heard here on the Run the Race podcast, you know, just anything to get you moving, whatever, whatever it is that you enjoy doing, you know, walking, hiking, swimming, boxing, uh, playing tennis, pickleball, whatever, uh, just get out there and get moving no matter what age you are, whether you're 15 years old or, or 75 years old. I uh, just want you to get out there and get moving. It's better for your uh, physical and mental health. And, uh, and there's a lot of things related, correlated to, to faith as well with uh, us moving physically. Closing now in prayer, dear God, just thank you for this opportunity to have this platform to talk about you, to talk about just uh, you know, you know, improving our bodies and being healthy for ourselves, our family, our friends. Uh, as an example, we take care of this body. It's a vessel that we have however long we're here on this earth. And uh, Lord God, we just pray for the success of businesses like this and uh, that you will uh, just um, you know, help us to uh, have the strength uh, to get out of bed and get moving on a regular basis. And uh, just pray for my safe travels as I head to New Mexico and Colorado for uh, back-to-back marathons, back-to-back days. Lord God, just give me strength. Uh, I will give glory to you, dedicate this these to my family. And I uh, just thank you so much for the ability to go and do these things and have adventures. Um, and uh, really uh, love you, Lord, and uh, thank you for your many blessings. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you so much again for listening. Uh, we know there's a lot out there to choose from in podcast land, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. And so let your friends know about it. Hashtag run the race as uh, we uh, talk about uh, all kinds of things on here on a weekly basis. And maybe my next episode, which will be, uh, I think, episode 180, uh, maybe a little more than a week from now, I'll give you a recap of my double marathons and uh, what it was like out west as uh, if these go successfully, I'll be halfway through my 50 states challenge, uh, trying to do a 26.2 mile race in all across the U.S. Have a great night, everybody.